1: All right, I'm Anthony Katchman, joined here by Scott Merkin, talking bold predictions for 2016. Let's face it, Mark, we made some bold predictions about the White Sox in 2015. It did not go particularly well. But we're going to try, try again. Uh, The White Sox certainly encouraged their fans and uh, and even non-fans with the way they've uh, attacked this winter. Uh, One of the worst-performing offenses in 2015, and – uh reshaping the catch catching position with uh Alex Avila and Diner Navarro, uh reshaping the infield with Brent Lori and of course Todd Frazier being the big move. And we're still waiting uh to see what transpires in the outfield. A lot of uh a lot of balls in the air there uh, still the free agency here uh as we hit the mid January mark. So uh as far as bold predictions go, that being the theme of this week's podcast, I want you to make a bold prediction
0: and tell me uh what
1: they do with their right-field spot
0: between now and spring training? I believe that between now and spring training, bold prediction, number one, Avisaio Garcia will be the right fielder going into spring okay. training. I, I just, you know, I, I think there has been one of the more, I think about this today, it's been one of the more interesting off-seasons I can remember for the White Sox. And one of the reasons is, you know, they're higher-ups. They're basically not saying anything, which is fine. That's how they operate. You know, there's not like, I've seen other sort of incremental updates from other GMs around the game. But the Sox have pretty much stayed quiet, and they don't talk on rumors. And when there's time to when it's time to talk, they haven't So you know, you don't know if are the Sox really far in. And that's that's great grammar right there. But are they deep in <laughs> on the on you know Cespedes, or are, have has it just been kind of casual conversations? You know, I know there was talk about them meeting with him at the GM meetings, and from what I heard, that was more of a casual thing. So how much I don't want to say truth to it, but how deep is it one way or the other? But I, I've said from the beginning of the season that I thought if they were going to get one of the, you know, quote-unquote big three, which is Gordon, Upton, or Suspettis, that it was going to have to be a contract that fits them, not the other way around. That this was not going to be a six-year, $125 million deal or $130 million deal. Now, the the only thing working in their favor is, you know, maybe these contracts just aren't out there for these guys. Maybe, you know, the money has been spent. And it it seems, and you know this, Anthony, it seems like just when you think, oh, you know, they're going to have to settle for a one-year deal or they're going to have to settle in quotes, I should add. For you know, sixteen million dollars a year over three years. Someone comes in with a huge deal. Remember Prince Fielder? That kind of happened. Where I think his was like early February, right, when he signed with the big contract with the Tigers. But I really think they made some good upgrades, some solid upgrades. I don't. I'm not saying they're not going to add on at all in the outfield, but I think it's going to be more of a what people would view as an incremental piece as opposed to a high end, you know, Cespedes or Upton type of deal.
1: Yeah, that's always felt uh, more realistic, and um, uh, of course, you know, there, there's so many. We, we call it the game of musical chairs, where uh, we're kind of running out of chairs in this free agent market. Right. So maybe, uh, maybe the right
0: price does fall in their hands,
1: but uh, we'll see.
0: Um, All right, but, I mean, you, know, you also don't know. You don't know if these teams who are saying, "Oh yeah, we're out. We're just looking at upgrades." Who knows if a right. team suddenly says, "Okay, we're jumping in here at four years, eighty million, or something yeah. like that." You know, I mean, right. you never know on thing. We don't know a thing. That's the problem. Um,
1: <laughs> but we can still we can still make guesses, though. So for 2016, bold predictions. I want you to bold predictions. That's right, not guesses. That doesn't sound uh, nearly as uh, convincing. But bold, bold predictions work. Um, all right, I want you to focus on the holdovers from 2015 offense. Okay, uh, who takes the biggest step
0: forward offensively in 2016?
1: Um,
0: I will say on the holdovers, I would have to say. I think Garcia is going to make a move. I, I'm one of the few in Chicago, fairly or unfairly, towards him, who still believe this kid had a lot of talent and this t- kid can get it done. I know people, I think, are a little um, worried about the situation because they had a guy out there in Dian Viciato who had a little more power but was a similar type of guy to Garcia. Good arm, not a great defensive outfielder. When he got hot, could carry a team for a little bit, but then also didn't have great command at the strike zone. I think I don't know if Garcia is ever going to be a 30-and-100 guy, but I think you're going to see more of a commanding presence from him if he's given that chance. I, I really do think that you can't write off a guy. I know he's been around for a while, and I've said this 16 times already, but you know, played in a World Series before he even had 60 plate appearances in the majors. But he's only had one season where he's had more than 260 plate appearances in a year. So I think you got to give the kid a chance, and I think he's going to make some strides this year for the White Sox.
1: Yeah, 1,000 plate appearances uh, spread out over uh, four seasons. So, uh,
0: but really, last uh, year because of the injury, the year before was his really his his first full season as a starter. Where he started right. from pretty much pillar to post. And yeah, it wasn't a great year. There's no question. I think he'd say the same thing. And you know, he's a guy a lot like Vicieto who's got to control his conditioning too. And and I think he will. I think he knows what's on the line this year for him. I think he knows this is a. Even in his second full year at 24 years old, this is a huge year for him in terms of the future.
1: All right, who's the opening day shortstop? I mean, that that could be a layered uh, prediction because maybe it depends on the uh, the, the handedness of the opposing starter. But just uh, in a
0: in a bubble, uh, who, who's the opening day shortstop? I think Tyler Saladino is the opening day shortstop as a bold prediction. I think as a bolder prediction. I think there's an outside, very outside shot, isn't like if you go to the racetrack and you decide you want to bet on a long shot and see if you can win. That Tim Anderson could sneak in there, but I think Tim Anderson, of course, for those who don't know, is the number one prospect for the White Sox for MLB.com. You know, the shortstop of the future. I think you know he's more of a maybe mid-season to later season call-up, and then of course there's always the. You know, the the outside chance, because he hasn't signed with anyone yet, that they could bring Alexi Ramirez back. But if you have to make a bold prediction, I'm going to say Tyler Saladino. They like his defense. That's his natural position. They like his energy. I think the only worry they have is how his offense holds up over the course of the year. But I think at least for opening day, at the beginning of the season, Tyler Saladino is going to be the shortstop for the White Sox.
1: That sounds plausible. Sounds
0: plausible, what what I, uh Do I, do I lose something if I miss everyone? Like, what if we hang up and the sock sign cesspit? Does this null and void right away at that point then? Uh, we re-record
1: and we pretend you knew it all along. That's what
0: we do. <laughs> great, great. There um, you go. All right, that's good. <laughs> uh,
1: how about the rotation? Uh, Dale, Quintana and Carlos Rodon are the principal figures in the rotation. Uh, actually, let's just let's just look at Rodon. What,
0: what's your what's your bold prediction for Carlos Rodon in his first full major league season? I think it's going to be more like the end of season Rodon than the slow start Rodon last year. I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a pitcher much like Quintana. I think you're going to see a guy who's going to give you quality starts. I think you're going to see a guy who's going to, you know, have an ERA somewhere in the threes and be a good number three guy in that rotation. That'll be interesting because he worked really well with Tyler Flowers. They had a very good, much like sailed it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rodon working with two new catchers. But, you know, he'll get he'll get the chance to learn him just like everyone else from the start, probably starting at Fest and then moving on during spring training. But I think you're going to, I don't know if you're going to see an all star, but I think you're going to see the definition of a quality starter in Carlos Renan. And then
1: the, uh, the the biggest question of all, Merck, is this team good enough to compete in the AL Central with the World Champion Royals and who else, who knows what else, or, or who else uh, uh, takes a step forward in 2016? It's probably a, a hard juncture to make such a prediction, but as we sit here today in mid January, knowing the complexion of the Central. What are your thoughts on the White Sox chances within it?
0: I'm going to put an asterisk on this bold prediction, so this (laughs) is a bold-ish prediction, I guess, in that I think they will be good enough to compete for a playoff spot. You know, the Kansas City Royals, I was going to say the Kansas City Chiefs from the football this weekend, but the Royals are the World Series champions. They're two-time defending AL champs. They are coming back pretty much intact. You know, I know they they lost Cueto, but I mean, you know, they have a very good team, and I'm not sure if the Sox are going to jump from where they were last year into the AL Central race. But I think this is a team that, you know, if if you... I know you're banking on things that, you know, you hope will happen and that Garcia improves, Adam LaRoche is better than last year, the catchers fit, you know, Frazier has a a good year in that ballpark, Laurie is a nice addition in second, and everything else works out. But I think this is a team that can definitely compete for a playoff spot. And I think, you know, it's a team that has the pitching that if it gets to the playoffs, you you never know. So at this point, January 11th, I'm going to say... They can compete for a playoff spot. I'm not going to go as far as saying that they're going to challenge the Royals to win the AL Central.
1: Last thing, Mark, you recently bought a television set for the first time since Bill Clinton was president. Uh, Bold prediction, in what calendar year do you buy your next TV? How long does this one last you?
0: I'm just hoping that I'm around to to, to buy the next TV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I believe the next time I buy a TV is when the Eagles stop touring. So we're talking oh, probably another sixteen or seventeen years, I'm guessing, right? Never, yeah, never. But it's a great TV. I gotta say, it's it's just it's it's almost like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna it, it, it's a great TV. It's been it, it's it's amazing how much uh, greatness you see watching sports and in, in high def. I, I didn't know that world except for staying in hotels until I have it now.
1: It's it's a wide, wonderful world out there, Merck. Things have changed quite a bit uh, since
0: the mid '90s. So uh, let, let me in let, you're, let me throw in one more one more bold prediction, Chris Dale, yeah. Cy Young winner in 2015. Okay. There you go. Mark, print that one now. Well, it
1: makes a lot of sense, um, obviously, not just because of his talent level, but, uh, you know, he finished fourth in the voting. La- he's routinely in the top, uh, top five of the voting. the last two so. years, right? So, yeah,
0: yeah I, I think yeah, this is so, the year he so goes that. over the top. I like it.
1: All right, Scott Merkin's all over it. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. there has been MLB.com Extra, Chicago White Sox position.